0: Beans, darker than night. These are tales of shadow people. Stories, folklore, legends, leyendas, cuentos y más. This is a Spooky Tales. Listen, escuchen at your own risk. and this is christina and this is mj and today we have a returning guest go ahead and introduce yourself
1: hi guys how are you doing it's me joshua Chavez.
0: and if you remember our tales of brujas episode it's the same one same joshua <laughs> <laughs> not a <an laughs> new one
1: yeah, sorry i'm not sure how to inter- uh, introduce myself there sorry about that
0: <laughs> no that's that's okay Today we're talking about shadow people, and we do have another episode. I think it's like four or five. It's one of our very early ones. Yes, we go a little more de- into detail in that episode about like the history of them and all that. So today we're really just going to be sharing stories. We do have a we do have a listener story before we each tell our own stories. Um, so this was sent in via Twitter. Um, but again, if you have any spooky stories for us, feel free to send them in to spookytales at gmail.com or any of our socials. Uh, we accept messages in all of them. So here goes the story. I've got a story, probably several for you. I've got a shadow friend. He shows up randomly, never does anything, just kind of exists. Seen him literally everywhere I've ever been, usually right before or after something major in my life. About 50% of the time, he's speaking out from behind a wall, like he's trying to spy on me. My wife believes it's the baby my mom miscarried right before having me. She thinks he likes to check up on me from time to time. Kind of cute, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: that, is, that goes a lot, along with a lot of stories I've heard with people who have a, a miscarriage or a stillborn baby that they'll, you know, they'll have a, another child that is successfully born. That'll say, oh yeah, that's my little friend. They come and visit me, you know, every so often. So, yeah, I mean, it's something I hear, I've, I've heard a lot from uh, doing research into different scary stories or uh, um, different things that I've heard about with researching this topic.
2: It's a yeet for my kids.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I feel like it, it sounds harmless, so you know. I mean, I just feel like that's mm-hmm. so cute. as yeah, long as they don't sage talk
1: to me, to yeet that thing,
0: <laughs>
2: right? <Yeet. laughs> no it's like it's like yeah but it's like uh, like a thousand times creepier when when uh like a child is telling you the story like i don't care even if it's harmless it's like a thousand times creepier.
0: i imagine the kid from scary movie three cody when he's like he'd be like that's my friend (laughs) that's not even a real scary movie but that kid like he was the perfect scary kid
1: You know, you're right when, when you say that um, it's really scary when little kids are the ones that say, you know, they saw something or or one or the other. And it's funny because I used to do that when I was a kid. Along those lines, I used to tell my sister, you know, do you remember when I was older than you to my eldest sister? I was maybe like <laughs> three or four years old. What? She's like nine or 10. And I used to tell her every, I used to tell her a lot. And I still remember when, from when I was a kid. <laughs> I don't know why. But I'd be like, you remember when I was older than you? And then I'd go into a story about something, and she'd look at me like, what are you talking about? Because she would watch those old Robert Stack Unsolved Mysteries episodes. So it would just freak her <laughs> out. She'd be like, oh, my God, you're one of those kids, aren't you? You were in the Civil War, weren't you? Like,
2: maybe. I might be. I might be.
1: I, I, was, I was always really weird as a kid, bro. I know. I, I was a
2: that was my brother. That was me, too. That was me. I used to freak my my older brother out, too. <laughs>
1: i mean i i know for me like for instance i know i'm a, I'm a joker right i'm a bit of a prankster but at that time i can wholeheartedly tell that i do not remember messing with her in that way i remember being the same age and hiding like in a clothes rack at a jc penny and like i re- i know i was being malicious there because i was freaking my mom and my sister out enjoying the time laughing in there so i know for a fact that when i told her remember when i was older than you i was not joking i i i I straight up thought there was a time i was looking at her kids are weird and creepy yeah
0: yeah we need a shirt that says kids are creepy (laughs) (laughs) so i have three i think there are three shadow people stories just because i think when we first talked about it i couldn't find a a lot that were in latin america but today i did so yes yeah So this first one is from the radio show La Mano Peluda, which we have talked about before. This was titled Se Me Apareció Un Bulto Negro. I don't know. Oh, and that means a shadow person appeared to me, something like that. Yeah, like a
2: a bulto is like a a mass.
0: Yeah, but I think a lot of people in Mexico call shadow people bultos. I had
2: no idea. I'm learning Ah, something. Well, the more
0: you know. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know the original date of the phone call, but it is... There's a podcast that replays old La Mano Peluda shows, so it it was on there. So a man named Eduardo calls Juan Ramon Science from Sochilmico, Mexico. And it's a Saturday. Eduardo had just gotten his paycheck. It was two AM. Apparently he works the night shift. He says he's a velador and I was like, what the hell is that? So I had to Google it and then Google said it's a nightstand person, and I was like, what the hell is that? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's like a night security guard. That's the conclusion I came to. (laughs) <laughs> so um so he accidentally falls asleep on the job like all the time and he's like it's just part of the job and i'm like i like how you admit and you're like and he doesn't even care he's just he's like sometimes i, I take a nap you know whatever <laughs> during my shift <laughs> so during one of these times he woke up and he saw un bulto, a black shadow manifest in front of him it was like three feet away, and then it started, heading, it started heading towards him very slowly. And you know how they say they don't walk normal? They kind of like move side to side? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it was moving. Ew. When the black shadow figure noticed Eduardo looking at it, it began getting smaller and smaller until it was cat-sized, and then it left. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Eduardo was shocked and confused at what he saw, other nights during his shifts, he sees shadow people walking, um, but this is the first time that he has seen it kind of get smaller and smaller into like a cat size and disappear. And he, he tries to follow them and yeah, they disappear. One of his ex-coworkers quit because he saw shadow figures and that freaked him out. And that's what I would do too.
1: <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> We already have shadow people in Hatman, and here we are with shape-shifting shadow people
0: yeah yeah and <laughs> Sorry, weirdly enough my other story from mexico includes shape-shifting shadow people too oh, and wow. this is the only time i have heard of shape-shifting shadow people hmm.
1: so yeah. See, i don't know that's why i made that little joke i made i'm like now we got to deal with shape-shifters
0: yeah <laughs> jesus thanks mexico <laughs> <laughs> So the they all brought this up to the owners of this building where they work. And the owners don't care. <laughs> They're just like, whatever, work. Eduardo has been working there at the time of the phone call. He's been there a year and a half. I don't know if he's there anymore. But yeah, that's weird.
1: That is weird.
0: Mm-hmm. This following story is the, uh, the next one that's from Mexico. And this is from Reddit user Marsfire. And it's pretty long, so be ready. <laughs> so... Some background about this property. This place is very old, around 200 years old. The house first started as a small cottage located within a farm in the middle of nowhere in a small village. By the middle of nowhere, I mean that they had a water well because that was their only means of water. The most distinctive thing I remember about this place was that water well. And if you all remember from previous episodes, wells are a source of evil.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right.
0: They they exist for murder, for murder. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so Bobby
1: Mackey's casting <laughs> for <friend.
0: laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, one of the stories my family would tell is that a long time ago, a little girl was playing around this water well when her ball fell down the well. I think we know where this is going. <laughs> in her efforts, yeah, okay. In her efforts of reaching for it, the little mm, this is sad. The little girl ended up falling in there and died. Before my grandparents owned this property, the previous owner used to keep his guns on the top corner. Oh, you know what? Trigger warning for um, suicide. Okay, let me start over. Before my grandparents owned this property, the previous owner used to keep guns in the top corner of a door. One day, he brought his guns down to clean them. When one of them went off and he shot himself, he died in there as well. My grandparents took over the property a little bit after. Before my grandparents got together, they used to be married to other people. Okay, so this is their second marriage. Hmm. My grandma had about five children with her previous husband, and my grandpa had about seven children with his previous wife. Damn. Okay, that's a lot of kids. That's a lot of kids. No, no thanks. (laughs) Okay, so they go on to say, Both of my grandparents' spouses ended up passing away, leaving them alone to look after their families by themselves. Eventually, they they met and decided to remarry. My grandparents had another five children together, and my mom was... (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. No, that's okay. I was shocked, too. I was going to say something. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. Is anyone keeping count? So this is... uh, wait, seven
1: and uh, 18. I don't
0: know. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Okay, wow. that's, a that's a hell no. That's the real horror story. Here. That's real horror story. <laughs> I'm just kidding, guys, because they're great. Anyway. Um...
1: <laughs> yeah, they're great when you have about two of them at, m- at most. You know, yes, yeah, that's the magic 17's number. <laughs> pushing it.
0: <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible. Okay, so... <laughs> Where was I? Okay, so yeah, the mom of the person telling the story was in the last five kids, five, the group of five kids that they had together. Jesus. Okay, so when my grandparents took over this property, they remodeled and built more rooms around the cottage to accommodate, accommodate their big family. At some point, my great aunt moved in with them. My mom remembers her aunt wasn't all mentally there and was very mean to people. At this time, the cottage had been rebuilt to a big house Which they added a second floor to. My great aunt lived in the second floor. One day, my great aunt fell down the stairs and died. It's a lot of death here. Yeah. Okay, let's see. I had the fortune to grow up in that house, and it was a very spooky place. There were stories about a white shadow and a black shadow people used to see. In Spanish, they call these shadow people bultos. One day, when my mom and her friends were young and dating, my aunt's boyfriend, now my uncle, claimed to see. Un bulto. He said he was waiting for her in the living room when he saw my aunt come out of the kitchen. They both sat down in the living room when he started a conversation with her. He said my aunt wasn't verbally responding to his questions. She would only nod her head. He was a bit concerned about her. He thought maybe she wasn't feeling well. So he just decided to say goodbye and leave. I'm um, guessing that was the shadow person and not the aunt. Oh, my goodness. That's just my guess. We don't know yet. We'll see.
1: Spirit manifestation. <laughs>
0: Yeah. This house only has one main door, and that's the only way people can enter or exit. As he was walking out the door, he sees my aunt outside of the house with her sister. Okay. My aunt's boyfriend was so confused because he had just left my aunt in the living room, and there was no way she could now be outside the house. My aunt explained to him that she was outside waiting for him and that she hadn't been inside the house in a while aunt's boyfriend was pale, as if he had just seen a ghost. My family believes he had witnessed this bulto shapeshift into my aunt. <gasps> Mm-mm. Uh-uh. No. This sounds like some doppelganger-type shit. Yes, it mm. really does. This is creepy. Okay, let me go on. <laughs> my mom and her sisters didn't like to be alone in the house. They claimed that different people would witness these bultos shadows, especially at night. One day... When I was around six years old, I was sleeping in the room where the water well used to be located. No, that's a big no. Mm -hmm. At that time, the water well had been remodeled and a metal green door had been placed over it to cover the opening. This door had so many locks as if they were trying to keep something in there from escaping. Uh, This sounds like some, what's the movie with the well, The Ring? Yeah. Mm -hmm, This sounds like some ring type shit. (laughs) I remember I woke up frightened and I quickly sat up with my heart pounding. My legs were hurting so bad and I felt one of the most excruciating pains ever. Somehow I was pulled by my legs while I was sleeping. I woke up almost falling out of bed. I quickly moved back towards where my pillow was and I remember lying in bed unable to go back to sleep. I was so confused and in so much pain. A couple of weeks later, my baby cousin was sleeping in that room. My older cousin and I were playing outside that room when we heard my baby cousin crying hysterically out of nowhere. My older cousin ran into the room to check up on her little brother. But as soon as she stepped foot inside that room, she started to scream uncontrollably. What the hell? Ah! My aunt rushed to them to see what the problem was. My older cousin kept yelling, El bulto, el bulto, the cool. shadow, the shadow. When my aunt was finally able to calm her down, she said she saw a black shadow figure hovering over her little brother. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. My cousin used to say that she believed one of the shadow figures used to live inside the water well. We used to place our ears over that green locked door and we would hear voices. Oh, my God. Oh, hell no. (laughs)
2: Wow.
0: Okay. We couldn't exactly tell what they were saying since it sounded like whispers. Another time, we were sleeping in a different room with my grandma. My grandma woke up because she heard noises coming from a corner of the room. When she went to go check, she noticed that her old school sewing machine was spinning on its own. Oh, hell no. Oh, my God. Someone needs to make a movie about this house.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. This is a really good story.
0: Yeah. The only way to operate the sewing machine was with a foot pedal. The only person close by it was me, and at the time, I was sleeping, and there's no way I could reach it. This actually happened a couple of times, and during those times, I was the only one lying in bed next to the sewing machine. The foot pedal was located on the floor next to my bed. There would have to have been something under or near my bed to be able to reach and operate the sewing machine. This house was a creepy old place where no one liked to be alone. And it felt like it was definitely haunted. Yeah, for sure, man. That was. (laughs) (laughs) I have always wondered if the spirits of the people who passed away in this property were the windows, the shadows, or if it was something else. Whatever it was, it was able to shapeshift and physically move things. Eventually, my grandparents passed away in this house as well. I have a lot more stories, but those are for another time. (sighs) Wow. Yeah. Wow.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's that story was a straight up Bishop Bullwinkle song, Hell to the Na.
2: <laughs> burn I it mean. all down.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Spray some holy water. I don't know something.
1: <laughs> Sage in all four corners. Bury crucifixes in all four corners. Salt it, burn it. Leave it alone. <laughs> leave up warning signs. Anything,
2: everything, leave, and anything. Do leave everything. The
1: plot alone
0: and run. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, that one was. Yeah, I want a TV show about this haunting of um Bly Manor style. <laughs> oh, dude, that would be amazing. <laughs> Except with a bunch of Mexicans. Like, eighteen. 18. <laughs> yeah, eighteen Mexicans in the house. No, oh, mamas.
1: all the mommies mommies.
0: yeah once the the sewing machine turns on by itself yeah way (laughs) (laughs) I have one more weird one that I've never heard of a shadow figure in this manner and this is from Colombia so you know what Latin America does shadow people like to the (laughs) They take it to another level. They <laughs> do. Okay, so this one. This is about a woman in Colombia. And she describes seeing a giant shadow person in her bedroom as a child, which followed her into adulthood. It was huge, wow. two or three meters tall. And um, for the rest of us, that's nine feet. <laughs> it had no eyes, and she saw it smile, the most evil smile she had ever seen and then it climbed on top of her and she could not breathe she could not move and she felt as if this thing wanted to kill her eventually it disappeared and she was able to move again the shadow figure would appear at least three times a week sometimes every night every time before it appeared the temperature in the room changed it was suddenly cold and she felt shivers and her ears would begin to ring one night she was in her living room with her husband who didn't believe she was seeing shadow people, but instead just having nightmares. They were sitting together, and they both saw the figure, the giant figure, I might add, hmm. in the corner of the room. At the time, this is from a YouTube video, and at the time of the YouTube video, they were still trying to figure out how to help her stop seeing this shadow person. So, yeah. I've never heard of them being that tall. Right, me either.
1: Yeah, the, the tall- I've seen one. The tallest one I saw was maybe about seven feet.
0: Oh, Uh, okay.
1: It was pretty tall, but uh, how tall was this one in the story again?
0: Nine feet. Wow. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, me neither. I've never seen one that big.
0: Yeah, and she drew a picture of it. So I'm going to post a picture of that so you all can see because it looks creepy. It's just like this shadow and it's smiling, but it has no eyes. That's gross. Yeah. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. All right. Well, I
0: am going to share
2: personal stories. Because shadow people love me. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) the first one, I mean, they're all short because they happen so often to me that they're just like, they're pretty short stories. But Mm -hmm. they're still occurrences. So I was getting ready for dinner, right? And I I was having like a a huge family dinner. It was like, this was about three months ago. And um, so I'm cooking, I'm on my stove, and then I see something move on the corner of my eye to my left, so I look down and there's this like shadow person crawler type thing on the floor, and then it oh. it 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 picks like not it, it like it was like crawling like towards me, and then like it saw me looking at it, and then it rushes back, um, you know, away from me and hides in in the what we, like the dining area where I couldn't see it, so it like retracted back, and then within a few uh minutes or seconds i um i looked to my right and to my right is the the front door and i saw two shadow people like just bobbing up and down and then just swooshing away that was freaky the the um the crawler shadow person was freaky and it um i don't know if uh For those who have listened to some of my other stories, there was an instance. Oh, God, when was this? Do you Uh, think
0: this was the same one that was like on that roof The ceiling?
2: Yes, because it was crawling the exact same way, except this time it was on the floor and not on the ceiling. And it was doing that twitching motion where it's like, if there was noise, it should have been some bone crunching, you know, noise. But there was no noise. Is it
0: like, um, what's that movie? The one in Japan. Mm, not the ring, but it came out around the same time. Uh,
2: da, da, da.
1: Are you talking about the, the Grudge?
0: Is it the Grudge?
2: The grudge, yeah, yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, something like that. And you know, and and there's no noise when these things move. At least not for me. And I was like, man, there should be like some bone crunching, you know, some cartilage rubbing against each other. I don't know something, <laughs> but that's how it moved. It was really gross, and um. So that was an interesting day. I got—I don't know if it was like three different ones or two different ones. And the one that was crawling on the floor just ended up by the um, front door or something. I don't know what was going on that day. But it was weird. It was like one after the other. Wow. My kids see them all the time. My daughter saw one over the summer in the kitchen. And she screamed. And she was like, who's that in the kitchen? It's a shadow. (laughs) And I was like that was fun um she had nightmares for a few days
0: oh I bet
2: <laughs> yeah and she sees them regularly like me because the other um, during this time she had um like I was saying nightmares so she would like co-sleep with me and she saw one on the head of our of our bed like the um what is that called the thing that goes behind the bed the um
0: like a headboard
2: yeah the headboard she saw it like peeping up from it. That was wow. not fun, especially as like like middle of the night. I don't even know what time it was, and I, I had to like download an app on my phone to convert my phone into a nightlight because I sleep in in pitch blackness. By the way, guys, so for my daughter to see this thing peeping from, I've
0: heard they're darker than night.
2: Yeah, so I was like, that had to been pretty dark because I sleep with my blinds closed, no light. I hate. I can't sleep if there's light. I don't know why. It has to be pitch black. And this was darker than that. And she was not having it.
0: That's terrifying.
2: That was not fun. And then a few weeks, no, about a week ago, a week or two ago, my husband saw one on the corner of our room and screamed in the middle of the night and woke us all up. That was (laughs) (laughs) me. I mean, I felt so bad for him. But it was, like, for me, it's like, when they wake me up in the middle of the night, I'm like, oh, shadow people. Let's go back to bed. <laughs> and then my husband was like, <laughs> he screamed. Which, you know, I-, I can imagine he was fucking scared as hell. <laughs>
0: <But> yeah.
2: <laughs> me being me, I just laughed. <laughs> I was like, you'll be fine. Let me uh, convert my phone into a nightlight again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, that. Those are like, (laughs) that's been happening the past few months. And I was talking to a friend and they're like, could it be because like during, you know, autumn and winter, it's like when the veil gets the thinnest. And I never noticed it until they said that. But most of my experiences happen in the fall or winter. Oh,
0: interesting.
2: So I don't know if it has something to do with it. I want your opinion, guys.
1: I'll be honest, I've never noticed a correlation between the time of the year and sightings, whether it be shadow people or things of the paranormal. So I honestly can't give you a fair assessment on that. (laughs) But I I do have one quick question. These shadow people you've been seeing, is this something that keeps happening to you throughout your lifetime? Or is this something that started happening more when you moved into
2: the... No, I've, I've been seeing them since I was around 15. Oh,
1: okay. No yeah that, just the whole time you're you're telling those stories about your personal shadow people saying I was real quiet cuz I was just formulating different ideas in my head like like oh why why would that be going on or you know what I mean Something
2: No I've that. been seeing them my since I was like in high school I, and I don't know if it's like cuz the first shadow person encounter which I go over but it was with the hat man mm-hmm. and this was back when I when I was like 15 or 16. So it was it's been roughly like 15 14 years since I've been seeing shadow people. And ever since that experience with the hatman that I had back in high school, they're constant. I don't see them super often like every day, but I do see them like every every other month. And I, I see them more frequently during the fall, around September, October. Oh, wow.
0: Huh. It's weird. Mm-hmm. They just like fall.
2: Yeah, I maybe. They're like, it's my favorite holiday. It's I don't know. Season. It's spooky season. Let's spook some people. Yeah. But I don't know, because I, I know the house that I lived in when I first had my shadow person encounter was super haunted. Um, You would hear the phone ringing and a man's voice voice like go oh, hello and it was like a like i know everybody's voice on top of that and it was like a very like um a white man's voice and whoever this person was you could also hear them take footsteps and they had like what sounded like these really heavy like work boots and they would in the middle of the night just you know in the living room cuz all that house that we lived in was all wood flooring and you could hear, you know, every single little step you could hear because it's, you know, it resonates and the phone would ring. You'd hear this someone walking in the, um, you know, the living room area, kitchen area. And then you'd hear them say hello. And that was in the, (laughs) and that was in the same area that I saw my, the, 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 the hat man, my first shadow person encounter. It was weird. That that house was weird. You would also hear, like, footsteps. And I'm not talking about animals. Like, because you could always tell when there's, like, an animal in your attic. But, like, legit human footsteps. It was, that, the house was, mm-mm.
0: That's creepy, man. Because
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. it sounded like, again, like, the, the, like, there was someone with, like, these heavy work boots. You know what I'm talking about? Like, const- yeah. I don't know. Some kind of really heavy boots. That's what it sounded like. Just walking on on the roof or in the attic or in the living room. It was weird. That's a no for me, dog. (laughs) But yes, those are my my, my shadow people. My recent ones. I'm pretty sure I'll have more later. (laughs)
0: Lucky (laughs) you. Yeah. (laughs) So
1: I myself, I've had um, two personal sightings that I can say for sure. I saw a shadow person uh, any other time that I think I might have seen them. It's one of those moments where you can't be too sure if it's your eyes playing tricks on you because you know, you think you, think you see something dark, in the dark uh, right behind you or to the side of you in your peripheral vision. You think you might see something, but you never can be sure because you don't see it head on, right? So ever since I was a, a kid, I had those kinds of moments and instances where I thought I saw something moving in the, in the dark hallway because, as you said, they appear to be darker than... Typical darkness, you know?
2: mm-hmm.
1: even in the house, there's some sort of light that's making its way throughout the, the corners of the house or from a sunlight sunlight window. You might still, uh, you know, see something. But, uh, but the two instances that I know for sure that I saw something were about 12 years ago or so. Uh, the first one, I uh, was maybe about 20 years old, me and my, my girlfriend who I eventually, uh, married my girlfriend and I were sitting outside with my, my friend, Abraham. And, you know, we were in the backyard on a little porch swing and he was sitting across from us. And, and this is kind of important. The, the seating is, is mm-hmm. important to the story because of some visual sightings that occur here. So this first story, we all actually saw it. It wasn't just me, but we all saw this shadow person. We were sitting on a on a porch swing and my buddy Abraham was sitting in front of me and my wife. So to the right of me was a window to my my girlfriend's room, right? Well, at the time she was my girlfriend. So it was a a window to her room and she typically would have the blinds down. But for some reason this night, she decided to have the blinds up and the the light on in that room. So we're just there hanging out, uh, having some drinks, uh, just talking. When all of a sudden I see out of the peripheral vision that I have on my right side, that something is obstructing the light from the window. So as I start turning my head to look, I noticed that everybody else starts turning their head to look also and as I and as I look at the window I see a black figure that had no transparency to it it was completely black no light shining through it at all it was just the outline of a person in complete blackness and as soon as I saw that it darted away from the window Like, you know, if they were facing me, it it went to the left. If it was facing me, it it went to the left direction. As soon as I saw a dart, I said, hey, did you guys see that? And, you know, uh, my mind was formulating words faster than me realizing, hey, they're looking at the window, too. So, of course, they saw that. Mm -hmm. So, my wife, uh, girlfriend at the time, she said, yeah, I saw something in my window. And my buddy Abraham, who was sitting across from me, said, yeah, I saw it, too. But his view into the room was better than ours because we were, we had our backs directly to the house. His back was facing away from the house so he could see deeper into the room than we can. He, he had a better view. So he told us that he saw something dart out of the room fast and it oh, took a, it took a right turn through a doorway that was open. It was a sliding glass door that, that my wife had open at the time. And, you know, we got really freaked out because the only other people in the house were my girl were my girlfriend's parents at the time, and they were already asleep. It was about 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. They were already asleep because they were early to bed, early to rise kinds of people. So I go inside with my buddy Abraham. We go looking around the house. We make sure that the front door is locked, and it was. Everything was locked from the inside. The windows we didn't really think to check because there were burglar bars. You know, there was only one. Room that has burglar bars you can open with a key, and you know the keys weren't there. Like no one could have gotten in. So we all just saw something in the window that was about seven feet tall, based off of oh. you know the way it looked in the window, because uh, that window is taller than I am. I'm about five eleven, so. Whatever was standing in there was definitely taller than me because it was already it was pretty much at the top of the window, which Ooh. was maybe about seven to seven and a half feet tall. Wow! And we we didn't see a hat. We just saw that it looked like a person, just really tall. And what struck me odd about that was the fact that it made its way towards the door. It didn't just run through the wall. It like you know my friends said it knew saw,
0: where it was going.
1: Yeah, it's, really? like it, it, it's, like it's, it's like it had limitations to what it can do. Like it can't oh just go through what? a wall. There's a physical wow. limitation. Exactly. That's what struck me odd was why is this thing not just going through a wall? It's going through an open doorway. Why is that? <laughs> you know, that's the one thing that struck me odd about that instance. Um, you know, like I said, we all saw it. We all talked about it. The, the moment it happened, my friend Abraham got really nervous because he doesn't like talking about that kind of stuff at all. Uh, he's seen things before too, but he to this day hasn't told me what he's seen because he's scared of, of that kind of stuff. You know,
2: he exactly. grew up in a,
1: a Latin American family. Uh, you know, and and in their house they believe in Jesus and and God, and they don't really talk about that kind of stuff because they they fear it might attract it. Which oh, you know, I, I have evidence that like that that does happen. It was really a weird story for another time. <laughs> but uh,
0: all right, well that's just another opportunity to have you come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, do I have time for one more story real quick?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. Okay, so uh, the second shadow person that I saw happened one night around 2, 3 in the morning. I had come home from my friend Chris's house. And my my wife, you know, we were already married at the time. We moved into this house. And it turns out that, you know, it, it was my, my mother-in-law's house, right? Her old house that she used to live in, that she grew up in. And it was free at the time. Like, it was unoccupied. occupied. She wasn't renting it. So she let us live there for the time being. So I had come back home from listening to Coast to Coast AM here in Texas. It starts at midnight and it ends at four in the morning. So I came home at around three in the morning after listening to it with my friend Chris at his house. So I get home, I lock the car door, I turn around to go through the front gate. But as I'm at the front gate, something tells me in my head turn around. Mm-hmm. Like like a, I could I feel like someone was looking at me. And I'm not going to lie, the area in which I grew up or that I was living in at the time, it wasn't necessarily bad, but it wasn't the best. You know, there are people Mm -hmm. that walk around at night or or sometimes people would uh, try and break into certain things. So I thought to myself, like, look behind you. And I as I turn around and look directly where the car's hood is, you you know, where the where the car, the front driver's side door hinges like like where the point where it attaches to the car. Yeah. Where the hinge yeah. Is.
0: Mm-hmm. Well
1: there it was right there in front of the door hinge, pretty much like its body was facing me and it was like right in front of like right by the car hood. But it wasn't it wasn't around me, right? I can see it behind the car. I don't know if I'm explaining this properly, but but I can yeah. see it. Yeah, so like the car's facing one way and like it's standing on the driver's side of the car and I'm on the passenger side trying to get into my house, right?
0: Like it was across from you?
1: Yeah, it it wasn't. Yeah, but like it was, it was, uh, the car was blocking us from
0: being right. Yeah.
1: So I couldn't see its legs, but I could see its top half. So as I turn around and look, I see it standing there, but then it suddenly moves and crouches into the position of getting into a car seat. So it looked like it squatted into the car. And that one, like, the door was closed, right? So it couldn't have, like, it, it's not like the same instance with that last story where it had to go through the open doorway. It appeared as though it went through the, the driver's side car door and sat down in the car. And as wow. soon as that happened to me, as soon as I saw that, I said to myself, nope, I am going inside right now. I am not going to check this out. I'm going inside because I, I don't want anything to happen. Uh, and and the interesting aspect of the story to me is that the the light outside there was one post light outside of my house so that way people could see it with with the traffic and everything at night uh, it was a city light that they have on a post out there and it was directly next to the car so I had an illuminated view of the shadow person at the time. So I like you know there was light around outside it was three in the morning but there was still a street light up up overhead mm-hmm. and I could see him. I saw him get in the car, and I just went inside. And as soon as I went inside, I remembered to myself, "Hey, I think that's the same spot where my wife's uncle had committed suicide uh, <gasps> just uh, like maybe like thirty years before, forty years before."
0: Oh wow, that's yeah. crazy.
1: Yeah. So my yeah, my mother-in-law, uh, one of her brothers, actually committed suicide there at the house, and it was uh, in a car.
0: Oh. That's so weird that then it this went into the car too. That's strange.
1: It was really weird to be honest with you. <sighs> yeah, uh, that one, that one for sure really weirded me out because I was by myself. Oh yeah. That's <laughs> the, that's that's one that really weirds me out.
0: That's a that was a good call, just like running inside. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not like in those movies where they're gonna be like, let's go <laughs> check it out by ourselves. No, yeah. we're not. <laughs> we're not doing that. Not this time.
0: I Got chills. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. <laughs> So yeah, before we go, let's uh, share some spooky recommendations. I'll go first because I just watched this movie today while my child was napping and I was stuck on the couch with the baby. (laughs) That's why why I've gotten to watch so many things recently. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so I watched this movie on Hulu called Little Monsters and it's a comedy horror about zombies. So there's like a kindergarten teacher and... A student in her class uh, has like a shitty ass uncle. He's like just this piece of shit. He does not <laughs> have his life together. And he goes on a field trip with them to try and impress the teacher. And and then uh, there's zombies out of nowhere. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Let's just add zombies for no reason. But it's fun.
0: <laughs>
2: but I'm trying to watch that. That's not, I saw your tweet. It looks fun. I think I'm going to watch that tonight.
0: It is fun. I will add it. Even though there's kids in it, it's not for kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, my spooky
2: recommendation is the book Somewhere in the Skies by Ryan Sprague. And Ryan is a friend of the podcast. And this one has to do with aliens. And as someone who is obsessed with aliens, I like the the idea of them. I don't want, ever want to see one in real life, though. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Um, it's, it's a good book, and I suggest you guys both check out the Somewhere in the Skies podcast and the book. Tell them the Spooky okay. Tales sent you.
0: Check If you haven't listened to them, check out their Puerto Rico episode first, because I'm in that. <laughs> yes.
1: I, I got one thing. It's on YouTube. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of him. His name is uh, Ab- Abdullah Al-Anbari. He goes by Adventurer Abdullah. This guy he's from Saudi Arabia and all of his videos are him going to different places to do investigations there. And a lot of his, a lot of his videos tend to have shadow people in them. Ooh, like, you know, ooh. yeah. So it's, it's really weird. I mean, I would think a war torn area might have some shadow people like the places he does mm-hmm. look like they've been bombed or demolished or, you know what I mean? Uh, some sort of conflict caused, possibly the building to to crumble so this guy goes into a lot of abandoned places in saudi arabia and i'll be honest with you the shadow people in the videos tend to look like the same exact thing that i see
2: like, that is crazy stories. i'm gonna That's oh i'm gonna scary. look this up
1: <laughs> look him up his name is adventurer Abdu, adventurer mm-hmm. you know uh er with the ending mm-hmm. abdullah al-anbari Sure okay. Abdullah, yeah, he's also on on Snapchat, and uh, I, subs- I I I subscribe to his uh, to his page. But yeah, he he used to do ghost hunts live from Instagram, and, wow. and uh, he has a ton of videos up on uh, YouTube, so you can check him
0: out there. Wow, awesome! Yeah, that sounds uh, perfect for uh, this episode too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs>
1: I was writing. I was beating my brain trying to think of something. It's either him or Doctor David Bowles. I don't know.
2: Can't wait to check su- check this out. That's yeah, same. Interesting. interesting.
1: Yeah. Check it out and see if it uh, if it goes along with what you see.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then and then let us know too. <laughs> yes, I will. Um, let's see. And if you think you saw something in the corner of your eye in the middle of the night, uh, you probably did, and it's a shadow person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stay a spooky. We'll catch everyone next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me. Oh yes, oh my god, I always oh, thanks for coming on. I'm so terrible at it.
2: Don't
0: about it at all. Not really, not. We're totally professional, you guys. <laughs> we are the worst. Like we're <laughs> all right, let's redo our buys. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. A quick shout out to our spookies supporting so us on Patreon. Mariela, Cleo, Renee, Yamaris, Iris, Ghost Train, and Madtown Charity. Thank you so much for your support. Es Spooky Tales is hosted by Christina and MJ, edited and produced by Christina. If you're looking for extra ways to support the show, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash spookytales. And you can also check out our Patreon for bonus episodes and more. Go to spookytales.com slash support. But of course, you have our eternal gratitude for just listening. Stay as spooky